does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We've got a lot of football to continue to talk about. Paul Condry coming up in this next hour. Uh, scoreboard update, though, coming up with Brendan King after that. Matt Theobald from Hanover. We'll talk about the Panthers' win on homecoming. But the man himself is back. Lots and lots of info. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the best right now. Notre Dame on the brink of losing in Louisville. 33-20 your score. The Irish just got a touchdown pass to Mitchell Evans, but it might be too little too late for the Irish. They're down by 13 with a minute 35 left. The number 25 Louisville Cardinals looking to improve to 6-0. The Irish with a loss, would go to 5-2 and two with the USC Trojans coming up next week. Sam Hartman has thrown two interceptions. He did not have any coming into this game. Louisville has been ferocious with their attack. They've held the Irish to only 44 rushing yards, and Notre Dame is just 2 of 12 on third down. The Irish down 33-20. to 20. Big news around the city of Indianapolis this afternoon. Not only Jonathan Taylor being upgraded from questionable to expected to play Tomorrow afternoon against the Tennessee Titans, Taylor inking a three-year, $42 million deal with $26.5 million guaranteed. That's the most expensive running back contract signed in the NFL since 2021 when Nick Chubb re-upped with the Cleveland Browns. Jonathan Taylor talked earlier this week with the media before the contract signing on his road back to the Colts. Everyone heals different. No surgery is the same. And all that matters is can you persevere each and every single day? Because I'll tell you one thing, rehab is tough. So, you know, now going through that for the first time, a real surgical rehab, I commend those guys, you know, who have had some some pretty devastating injuries. I can- now, to be fair, Taylor answered zero questions when it came to the contract drama from the summer, but that's all being swept away because JT again expected to play against the Titans. The Colts have not beaten Tennessee since November of 2020. That's five straight losses to their AFC South rival. Everybody in the division is 2-2, two and two, by the way, but some key injuries still for Indianapolis. Linebacker Shaquille Leonard will not play with a groin problem. Quiddy Pay and Bernard Ryman out with concussions. Pay the defensive end rhyme in the left tackle but center ryan kelly expected to be back he has missed the last couple weeks due to a concussion for tennessee wide receiver Traylon burks will not play with a knee issue if you're going to lucas oil stadium tomorrow it's your first chance to see in the backfield taylor paired with anthony richardson ar5 talked about what it can be with him and jt i know he's a great player you know i know i can do uh, some things pretty well just trying to combine those two things i can only imagine what it's like but we won't uh we won't see until it actually happens so you know we'll see and i'm excited back to college football iowa beat purdue today 20 to 14 the boilers are two and four they get ohio state next week buckeyes hammered maryland today 37 17 it was eastern michigan Topping Ball State 24-10. The Cardinals dropped to 1-5. Other football around the state. 
It was UND hammering William Jewell 59-17. Hanover Blank bluffed in 21-0. Northern Iowa got the best of Indiana State 27-20. It was Drake 20, Valpo 14. St. Thomas defeated Butler 17-0. And it's a 41-0 shutout win for Marion over Madonna. Let's check in with some Major League Baseball. The postseason, the American League and National League Division Series. In the ALDS, the Rangers beat the Orioles in Game 1-3-2, and the Astros took care of the Twins 6-4. NLDS action, the Phillies whitewashed the Braves 3-0. And right now from Dodger Stadium, can't believe it, the Diamondbacks laid six on Clayton Kershaw in the first inning, and Arizona leads L.A. from Chavez Ravine 9 to nothing in the fifth inning. It's incredible what the Diamondbacks have done after ousting the Brewers in the wild card series. The Indy 11 tonight taking on FC Tulsa. A comeback win. The 11 beat FC Tulsa 2-1 to with two late second half goals. I'm Brendan King, Network Indiana. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Join Paul Condor and me tomorrow, 6 to 8, for the pairing show. College football today, Hanover College, very impressive win on the road, 21-0 final at Bluffton. Hanover's Matt Theobald joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Long day. I appreciate you taking time. And big second half for you and the Panthers this afternoon. Well, it was, Bob. We were, it is, it's been a long day. Just just got back from watching my daughter win sectional. So being a coach and a dad all in one day was pretty awesome. Um, so what what yeah. what did they what what's your daughter play? Volleyball. She is a she. Nope, she's a soccer girl from Providence. And uh, okay, so, so they win their sectional. Won their sectional. Drove in from Bluffton. Hit Seymour. They played over at Trinity Lutheran and. Did that and had to go back home and unload the van. And <laughs> so, I don't think Big Saban's doing that right now. But uh, that's no. part of being the, the fun stuff of being a dad and a coach. So, uh, well, congratulations well, to your daughter. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure she takes fun. after her mother. It's totally, totally looks and athletic ability. So thank goodness. <laughs> thank God. Thank God on the looks. All right. So tell me For about sure. this win. Hey, road wins in conference play uh, are hard to come by. So you got to be really thrilled about how you guys played in the second half. Well, we were in, in, in going up to Bluffton, Ohio. I think we had hail, wind, sun, rain. Um, <laughs> it, it, we had all. If we'd had a tornado, we'd had to hit, hit the hit the trifecta there. So, uh, but no, we we ended up playing a uh, Ian Rauderbush, a freshman uh, quarterback, and uh, he he had threw for three touchdowns and ran the ball really well, and defense pitched a shutout. And uh, <clears throat> we 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 you know we we kind of tripped up last week against Defiance and, and kind of gave one away there at the end, and. Uh, so it was a really focused week of practice, and our guys kind of responded really well. Uh, we ended up having three interceptions. Um, all three of those, uh, you know, were, were, were you know a couple of them were down when they were they were on our side of the fifty. So we got the mm-hmm. ball back, and the offense drove it. And 
you know, just really proud of, of, of how we how we kind of responded after after losing the game. Uh, you know, we had a big big win against Trine and a little letdown against Defiance, and uh, right. great week of practice. So, um, really, really happy for those guys and for Coach Gonzaga, our defense coordinator, his first shutout with us. And uh, those, I told him, you know, wins are hard to come by, so we have to enjoy them. And we'll get yeah. ready for uh, for Manchester next Saturday. And we got five more games left in the season, to, and we're still in. A, you know, we we got to play perfect to uh, have a chance to win that conference championship. But winning one at a time will will get us there. So that's kind of the goal. Yeah, you're in playoff mode now. You, you know, you you got to treat it that way, and you've got a group that understands it. And so, um, it's a challenge, uh, and and it's in front of them. I think they fully understand it. Be a great one to pick up a homecoming win next weekend if you could to keep you going in the right direction. Well, you know, that's what we've been talking about. Is you know, you can't eat the elephant and and one big bite. It's you got to do it one at a time and. That's kind of been the mantra, and luckily we've got a pretty veteran group, and they understand how to come to work every day and um, and, and just do the little things that are gonna that will will, will allow us to have that opportunity uh, each and every week to go out and win a game. So they're they're a fun group. I work with great coaches. Our uh, you know Coach Burton, our offense coordinator, did a great job. Uh, you know when when you're starting a guy who you know Ian Rattlebush, he hadn't started mm-hmm. a high school football game. Since his junior year in high school, he was the middle linebacker uh, as a mm-hmm. for, for new pal. So, uh, but he, he's a super smart kid and did a really good job. And we've got some other good freshman guys, and, and Colton hopefully will bounce back. And um, it'll be a, it'll be a fun five games here for the rest of the season, kind of seeing how we develop offensively. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hanover College, 21-0 win at Bluffton. Matthew Bald, congrats to your daughter and Providence on the sectional in soccer, and congrats on the win. Good luck next week. You'll get to see my grandson will be there. Um, right. He's not going to miss. Hopefully yeah, he's not going to miss good. homecoming. Yeah, he's no fired doubt. up. <laughs> so, all right, Bob. We'll have thanks a lot, and uh, look forward to seeing your grandson. I'll see you, Matthew. Uh, I appreciate. It. Thank, thanks for the call. Take care, Matt. Thank you very yeah, much. Great one. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Well, Hanover with a good, solid win. Uh, Hanover homecoming next week. Young Jackson Wheeler will be there for his beloved Panthers, uh, but unfortunately won't be playing in the alumni lacrosse match due to a lingering injury from his playing days. So he'll have some fun anyway. All right, coming up soon. Paul Condry coming up after the scoreboard update. Paul and I will talk about high school football. He's my broadcast partner tomorrow for the pairing show from 6 to 8 on these great stations around the state. So stay with us. Brendan King coming up with a scoreboard update. Then we'll talk to Paul Condry on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. It is final. Louisville has stormed the field, and the number 25 Cardinals have beaten the number 10 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It's a final of 33-20. to 
Louisville remains perfect. They're 6-0. and The Irish are now 5-2. and Losses to Ohio State and now Louisville. And boy, it does not get any easier for Notre Dame. They welcome in USC next Saturday at 7.30 to South Bend. Then they host Pitt. Then they go to Clemson. And this is all following, again, Ohio State, Duke, and Louisville. And unfortunately, in that three-game stretch, the Buckeyes, the Blue Devils, and the Cardinals, the Irish come out at just one and two in those three games. South Bend, tough place to be. Notre Dame falls at the hands of Louisville. All right, elsewhere, Purdue fell to Iowa 20-14. to Eastern Michigan got the best of Ball State. That was a final of 24 to 10, as the Cardinals are just 1 and 5 on the campaign. Coming up tomorrow, it's the Indiana Pacers preseason action against the Memphis Grizzlies. That's the first preseason game of four for Indiana as the Pacers get ready to go to work October the 25th, the regular season debut against the Washington Wizards. It was the Indy 11 with a win tonight over FC Tulsa. Final of 2-1. That was a comeback win for the 11. They were down one nothing at one point in that game. We'll give you a full NFL slate coming up at 11.45. Colts and the Titans tomorrow. Colts have not beaten Tennessee since November of 2020. I'm Brendan King. Back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Last night, week number eight in high school football wrapped up. We get ready for the pairing show tomorrow. My broadcast partner, Paul Condry, joins me in the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, the Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame, founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network, publisher of the Indiana Football Digest, and best friend football has in the state of indiana all right paul week number eight we have i don't want to put the hex on us but man we've had great weather this football season we really we really have had tremendous friday night weather around the state most of the time yeah up north yes yesterday was a little cool it uh, rained prior to game time but once again uh, it really was a non-factor in uh, in dictating who was going to win and who was going to lose football games and i think as we've talked about many many years and we've been doing this for 30 years now those teams that run the ball efficiently always it always favors them when we get into these wet and cold weather games because you know obviously if you're if you're throwing a ball over the ball yard you know you're going to be in situations right. where things are just not going to be in your favor but i agree with you wholeheartedly that uh, you know it was a pretty unique uh, night last night and in the and outside of the heat early on all i remember is that i was at laporte last night doing the michigan city laporte game and it was 47 degrees and five weeks before that i was there and it was 89 degrees so it's amazing <laughs> what happens in the, in the midst of a five or six week period but that's what high school football you've got to be able to play in all types of temperatures all types of scenarios you've got to be able to adapt to field turf right. or to grass now granted grass and you know and i'm in the big school uh, tour for the most part in the Dunlin conference so i see everybody playing on field turf don't see a lot of games right. on grass these days but uh, you've got to be able to adapt uh, to those type of uh, situations if you're going to have any type of uh, success especially in the postseason when you're putting together your philosophy as a coach, you know, whether or not to spread the offense, throw the ball, 
those kinds of things, or be a ground game oriented football team. That's a hard decision to have to make, isn't it? Because you know, I think as you point out, weather in Indiana, I think would help dictate what my philosophy would be, because it's unrealistic to believe that you're going to be able to win throughout the tournament by having good weather on every night you play. It doesn't happen during the sectional and the regional and the semis. It just doesn't happen. Well, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And once in growing up in a program uh, like we did in Hobart, where we, we ran the football, it was a couple yards in a cloud of dust. Which it was just kind of like the mindset. But if you look at the, the great programs that are successful, and I'm going to pick out two, one, one big school in the north, one big school in the south. You look at Warsaw and what Bart Curtis has done running his, his midline option, and he just does a great job. Everybody knows what they're going to do. Here we are, going to go good luck and stop it. Same thing with Mishawaka. Go down south, Center Grove. You know exactly what Center Grove's going to do. Uh, they're just going to pound you to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to the cows come home. And I just think that those type of situations. But I know, as a rule of thumb, the teams in the north, because the north with the weather coming off the lake, uh, you've got to be able to play uh, smash mouth football if you're going to have any postseason aspirations. You've just got to be able to get into those games and win a game, uh, as we like to call, it, win an ugly win a 7 to 3 game or a or a 14 to 7 games those kind of games are very very frequent those teams are going to get out and pretend like you're playing 7 on 7 in the middle with an 80 degree day you're going to struggle when you get uh, you know some wind coming 45 miles an hour across the lake and it's going to wreak havoc with your game plan so you've got to be able to dictate some of those dynamics as the season goes along and i think that uh, that bodes well for those teams who have some success they know who mm-hmm. they are they stay within the means of what got them there. And those kind of programs are the teams that have sustained success. Paul Condry with us. We're talking football. Week 8 last night. Let me tell you, the, to start out with, a game that caught my attention. We've talked about this before. Adam Central beating Bluffton. That's a good Bluffton team. 24 nothing, throwing a shutout at them. If I were uh, in, in single A and weren't Lutheran, I'd be nervous about this Adam Central group. Well, I think you should be because they are a very, very talented group. And if you look at that group, obviously they spent the last two seasons playing for the state championship. They're a very, very talented group. You, you look at their quarterback. He's a veteran kid. He, he kind of gets the whole picture. He knows what's going on. And I think when uh, you kind of break them down, and we knew a year ago because they were really, really talented, that if, right. they, if they had a chance to get to uh, uh, back to Indianapolis, they were going to be really, really good. I would hate to have to try to draw that group because they are very, very good. Uh, Jack Hamilton is just a real special. I was doing some prep for our pairing show tomorrow. He's throwing the passing, the ball around at a 70% completion ratio. Wow. And you can wow. get that kind of stuff. And yeah, Keegan Bloom, of course, one of the best running backs in the state, averaging eight yards per crush. He's a really, really special talent. But you know what was so unique, I thought about the whole night, Coach? You know, throughout the course of the season, uh, this is kind of an unofficial thing that I do. I kind of keep an eye on how the top tens are doing. But if you look at right. the top ten teams in the state last night, you, you figure you got six classes, 60 teams. Only ten teams in the top ten in all six classes. A combined, only ten teams.
team's loss last night. So wow. what it tells me is that the uh, uh, the I the Indiana Football Coaches Association's poll. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that right. they're where they're at right now is there's a lot of uh, I think they hit the nail on the head that these are the best ten teams as we've hit the home stretch. So those teams have kind of settled in, and a lot of those there was not really one upset last night in all of Indiana, and we and that is just so rare. We had some we had some like the game you just talked about, Adam Central beating Bluffton. Those are two ranked teams, but from one class to the other. If you throw that whole scenario, I think there was only one team out of all 60 that we saw what I would consider a true, true upset. And I think that's going to that, – what it tells me is that, hey, listen, that week number uh, week number eight is uh, conference championships are on the line. People are getting back to business. They're making sure they're taking care of the things they need to to get ready to the tournament. And I think they're kind of fine-tuning things. So everybody's playing well down the stretch, I think. I think it's particularly true with the the number ones in each of those classes you talked about. They, uh, no one was really challenged last night in in week number eight, and you know, there's a reason why they're ranked number one. And, and there haven't been too many changes in terms of uh, the polls uh, throughout most of the year, quite frankly. Right. When you look at Center Grove as the case in point, Center Grove, obviously, you know, they they had some trouble last night, I would say. When you look at the, what they've done, I mean, only a 20-point win. And you've been thinking, what are you talking about, a 20-point win? But, I mean, that, that was the score. But think, think about this, Coach. The last time – they've only lost to one Indiana team since 2019. Right. I mean, what, what does that tell you? I mean, if you look at what Eric Moore and that group does in that team, was a very, very good cathedral team last year. They are uh, they are playing at a whole other level, and then everybody else in the state is playing right now. And I think uh, when we, we sit down and talk about this tournament tomorrow on the pairing show, uh, we're going to be talking about them as a 6A team. That It's going to take a Herculean effort for somebody to beat that group. And I know the teams like Brownsburg and Hamilton Southeastern and Cathedral are going to say, hey, listen, we want that shot. Well, I wouldn't have kind of wish for that on anybody to have to match up against that center Grove team the way they've been playing uh, with only one loss this season. And once, of course, you know, when you lose to uh, – and Ben Davis is another team that's just playing as well right now. Right. Uh, their right. only loss this season was to IMG. So, boy, to that 6A tournament is going to be so much fun. That is exactly right. Paul Condry with us. We're talking about high school football week number eight. Paul and I will be with you live from the IHSAA state headquarters in Indianapolis as we bring you the the pairing show on the IHSAA Champions uh, Network. Uh, pairing show, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Uh, we will be there. We'll start with 1A North, 1A South, and then progress all the way up to 6A and finish it up. So if you're trying to gauge uh, what time your particular school might be mentioned, you might see their pairings, uh, we would always encourage you to think of this in six, seven, eight-minute increments in terms of doing that. So that's uh, that'll set it up for you. We'll come back, talk more football with Paul Condry on Indiana Sports Talk. 
I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We'll give you your full NFL preview coming up at 11.45. But for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, not a good week to be a dumber, both present and past. We'll get to why past in just a little while. Notre Dame falls to Louisville tonight, 33-20. The Irish are 5-2 with USC coming into town next week. Sam Hartman did not have an interception all season entering tonight. He threw three picks plus two touchdowns. Louisville's defense held the Irish only 44 rushing yards. When it comes to Irishmen of the past, the Chicago Bears had scratched Chase Claypool for two weeks in a row. He's finally traded to the Miami Dolphins. Stephen A. Smith weighs in on Claypool, who was a Bear for less than a year. You are literally a healthy scratch. That is not about your game. It is about your character. There are plenty of players, some more talented than you, some who were Hall of Famers, who no one wanted in their locker room for whatever reason. That is the reputation you are developing. Claypool to the Dolphins for a sixth-round pick. As for the Indianapolis Colts, Colts-Titans tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock. The Colts have not beaten Tennessee since November of 2020. That's five straight meetings where the Titans have gotten the best of the Colts. Everybody in the AFC South is 2-2, and of course, the big story of today. Not only Jonathan Taylor upgraded from questionable to expected to play tomorrow, he inks that three-year, $42 million deal, $26.5 million guaranteed, the richest running back contract in the league since Nick Chubb of Cleveland signed with the Browns. I'm Brendan King. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We, we resume our conversation with Paul Condry. All right, Paul, week eight, kind of in the books. Once again, though, some milestones, some great accomplishments by coaches and by players around the state last night. Yeah, I'm going to start right uh, right up in northern Indiana, uh, northwest Indiana. Kirk Kennedy uh, earned his 200th career win. Of course, he was the, really kind of the mm-hmm. architect of that Lowell program in the 90s and really kind of set the, that, that program uh, on the success path that it has had. But Kirk uh, picked up win number 200 now as the head coach at uh, Kikaki Valley. Another particular one was Chris Mikowski. You're thinking, wow, who? Yeah, exactly. Well, Peru is off to the best start since 1978 as they won last mm-hmm. night. That is a monster uh, win right there. And if you look at that, James Bragg and his team down at Floyd Central, they continue to roll. They haven't lost to an Indiana team uh, last night. But, you know, when you when you look at some of the, the interesting performances, I was talking to Steve McIntyre who has uh, been on my team for about 30 years now, played for me back in the Stone Age days, but he's now the offensive coordinator at Hobart. He tells, I was talking with him about about the game that he had last night. They were matched up against Hammond Morton. His football team was down 20-3 to at the end of one quarter of play. And the next thing you know, he says, okay, well, we, we need to figure this out. And so all they did was, uh, at that point in time, decide that they were going to uh, get out and throw the ball and run the ball over the ball yard. And guess what they did? Is they were, came roaring back to, to pick up a monster win, uh, 65-38. They ended up uh, wow. on the evening with 30 33 
first downs and 563 <laughs> yards of offense. 65-38 last night. As says his young quarterback, uh, Johnny Sorensen, uh, was had four touchdown passes, but Willie Shear is outstanding running back. 230 yards rushing and five touchdowns. And we're seeing those kind of performances. And I know that, uh, and we're going to be talking about performances and a whole bunch of stuff tomorrow. But, you know, Coach, last night was a night where we saw a bunch of teams bring home conference championships. We can really probably talk about 20 minutes about that in its own right. But so congratulations to those teams that are sharing conference championships. That's always everybody's number one goal uh, going into the season. And let's start with that one and then let's kind of move uh, forward. But uh, I think that one, uh, kind of sums it up for last night uh, just as a flyover. But make no mistake about it, there's some good games to talk about uh, coming up uh, uh, this Friday. Uh, people don't want to look too far ahead because uh, there right. are some. Right. there is a whole other week to play. Well, I was going to ask you that, uh, that the dynamic of, you know, from a coach's standpoint and how they approach this final week, knowing that after tomorrow they will know who they're playing in the tournament, obviously. And um, that puts them in an interesting spot. You know, you, you, you have to focus, obviously, on the game and, at hand. But, man, it's hard for 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids and adults not to look beyond yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. And I know uh, picking out, I picked out 10 teams here that need to make sure that they take care of business or they're going to be uh, uh, back to the drawing board. And let's start with, the, I think, the best football game. There's two great football games in Indiana coming up on Friday. If you had to pick out two all year to go to, these may be two of the best. Center Grove is going to be taking on Cathedral at mm-hmm. the Butler Bowl. That may be one of the best regular season games you'll ever get a chance to see. And also over in the Hoosier Crossroads, Brownsburg is going to be hosting Hamilton Southeastern. Brownsburg mm. 6-0 mm-hmm. in their league. And, of course, Hamilton Southeastern at 5-1. and But some great games uh, This uh, uh, else, elsewhere. Northridge is at Warsaw. That will decide uh, mm. who is going to at least share a, a, a portion of the Northern Lakes Conference Championship. But there are some mm-hmm. great small school games, Coach. Carroll will be uh, at uh, Bud Wright State to take on the Sheridan Blackhawks, North White at West Central, McConaughey, Rochester, Ole Miss, and Eastbrook are going to knock heads. Madison Grant at Alexandria, North Harrison at Providence, and out in the fort, I think Wayne's going to be taking on Snyder. But it's going to be a really neat, I think, a week number nine, which is just a precursor of what uh, the postseason will bring us. And I'm excited about the opportunity that you and I are going to be talking about 311 teams are going to be able to uh, lace it up coming up uh, uh, two weeks from uh, yesterday around the Hoosier State. You know, the cool thing for us is that we, we have been entrusted for these past 17 years with the uh, opportunity to present all this information, this very important information to football fans around our state. And, and uh, there are n- no other states uh, who do what the IHSAA does with their Champions Network. And uh, to be the guys who've uh, been asked and honored to, to do that, if you sit back and take a look at that, we're both enormously proud, without question, to be able to do it. And we recognize... <laughs> the pressure and recognize that we need to deliver tomorrow night. 
I don't think there's any pressure on us. I think we've done this so many times. I think it's kind of like falling off a log. Uh, I, I just know that we've done the work. We've uh, we put in the time. We've prepared for this just as, as, as if it is the Super Bowl. I've always told mm-hmm. my, my, my young uh, teammates when they first come to work for me, no matter what game it's going to be that you're going to be broadcasting, I want you to prepare as if it's the Super Bowl. And if you have that mindset that we're going to prepare right. to win, we're going to prepare like it's the Super Bowl each and every time out. You don't have to worry about a thing. Uh, and you just go out there and perform, and that's what we're going to do tomorrow. I think uh, uh, Heath and his team back at the at the studios of the IHSA, they'll, they'll put them up on the screen. We'll talk about them, and all I know is there's going to be a whole bunch of fans around there because based upon the text messages and the phone calls that I've received in the last two days and talking with coaches, there's going to be watch parties from the, from the toe of the Hoosier State down along the Wabash Valley, down along the river, to Naptown, up into the fort, and all the way to the region and down through Lafayette. We are excited about putting on the show of shows. You know, it's amazing because you obviously remember a time when number one there wasn't even a state football championship. Sure, uh, that that wasn't that didn't exist, and now here you are uh, with a cha- state championship that uh, is played at Lucas Oil Stadium uh, in you know home of the Colts and have their own radio and television network that reaches thousands and thousands of people around the state. It's an amazing story, and thanks to uh, Dick Dullahan and Chris. Giesman and others for all the things they did to make this possible. Oh, no question about it. And the Colts, this is the 15th year that, that they've been the presenting sponsor of the Indiana Football Tournament Series. And God bless them for all they have done to invest back into our communities, invest back into our student-athletes. And as someone who works within the infrastructure of the Colts uh, youth football movement with our Colts Coach of the Week, as well as other youth football initiatives, I can tell you right now, uh, I've been a part of that group for 25 years, and what they have done for high school youth football across the state is unparalleled compared to any NFL franchise in the entire United States of America. And I know this because I've been there at the beginning, right. and I've been here the last 25 years. What they have done is second to none in all of the National Football League. It's the greatest uh, grassroots approach to American tackle football in all of America, and I hope our our our, our fans, <laughs> our coaches, right. our players understand how special this Colts organization is and what they have done. I'm not just talking about within our borders, but I mean they're doing things just outside of our borders. They just have made so much commitments, and kudos to Mr. Ursay and his team. Uh, and I'm blessed to be able to be a part of this the last quarter century. It's just truly uh, an amazing initiative. He's Paul Condry. You'll hear him tomorrow and see him tomorrow if uh, if you get the chance from the Champions Network as we bring you the pairings for the upcoming state championship in football. Paul, it's always great to spend time with you. I look forward to seeing you and Tanya tomorrow at the IHSAA. Drive safely. Have a great night. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you. God bless you. Thanks a lot, Paul. Paul Condry. He's the best. You'll see it and hear it tomorrow night on the Pairing Show. Make sure you join us 6 to 8 p.m. tomorrow night on the IHSA Champions Radio Network. 
I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last update of the weekend. Let's get you your NFL Sunday preview. Beginning with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor is back. Not only being upgraded from questionable to expected to play against the Tennessee Titans tomorrow afternoon, he inked a three-year $42 million contract with $26.5 million guaranteed this afternoon. That is the richest running back contract in the NFL since Nick Chubb's deal with the Cleveland Browns in 2021. Colts have not beaten the Titans since November of 2020. Everybody in the AFC South is 2-2. Two and two. And even though Taylor's back, the Colts still struggling with injury. Shaq Leonard out with a groin issue. Quiddy Pay and Bernard Ryman not playing due to concussions. Ryan Kelly expected to play under center as Kelly was dealing with a concussion over the last couple weeks. For Tennessee, wide receiver Traylon Burks will not play. Danico Autry was on the injury report, former Colts defensive lineman, now a Titan, but he will play tomorrow. Elsewhere, early start in London. Jaguars and the Bills at 930. That's the second straight week across the pond for the Jags, and the Colts head to Jacksonville next week. 1 o'clock, the Texans take on the Falcons. Also, the Panthers battle the Lions. Dolphins host the Giants. The Saints will face off with the Patriots. AFC North duel between the Ravens and the Steelers at 1 o'clock. Starting the mid-afternoon slate, Eagles-Rams in L.A. The Bengals face the Cardinals in the desert. Jacks broncos at mile high. Chiefs and the Vikings at 425. Sunday night football, the Cowboys and the Niners. On Monday night, it's the Packers and the Raiders in Vegas. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. College football today. Notre Dame losing at Louisville, 33-20, the final. Irish 101's Dr. Lynn Clark joins me. Lynn, a disappointing second half, to say the least, for the Irish tonight. Well, the Louisville defense was the real deal tonight. They shut down a very high-potent Notre Dame offense, and they deserve the victory, 33-20, over the Fighting Irish, ending the playoff hopes of the Fighting Irish. But, Bob, there's an old saying that says, stats indict video convicts if you saw the game it was ugly but a couple of the key stats (laughs) rushing yards notre dame only 44 rushing yards and when i talked to you at halftime a key Mm -hmm. would have been audric estime he only finished Mm -hmm. with 20 total yards on 10 carries notre dame Mm. 0 of 2 and fourth downs and then the penalty bug wow penalties really cost notre dame three penalties tonight 35 yards but they came at inopportune times yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, what's disappointing is that, you know, you've had a you, – your team is built around this ground game, this punishing ground game, and then tonight you uh, not ever, not really ever able to get some rhythm and get things going offensively, which then puts so much pressure on you defensively. Exactly. And uh, this is a – this was – a streak that was stopped a number of, I think, 30 ACC games that Notre Dame had won. That streak is stopped, but Notre Dame has taken right. a major step backwards. This could have been a game that elevated Notre Dame and continued to improve, uh, but I really think they took a, a real step backwards, some questionable coaching calls, but you, you know, I'm not going to second-guess Marcus Freeman, but those 0-2 on fourth downs really played into the hands of Louisville. But if you right. take some positives out of it, 11 different receivers were targeted and caught footballs. The passing game was there. 
But Sam Hartman coming into the game, throwing nearly 150 passes without an interception, picked off three times tonight. And so he is human. Notre Dame will have just a short amount of time to prepare for their arch rival USC that comes into town next Saturday night. But, Bob, how do you come back from a loss like this, a devastating loss? Well, uh, obviously, you, know, you you talk about pride. You talk about uh, you, you know you still have a lot of football to play. Yes, you are out of the national championship discussion, but you still have a lot of games to play. Uh, people are you know you have seniors who are finishing up their careers. I can go down the list of reasons why you need to come in and and approach it as hard as you can. But I think more than anything is you appeal to their pride as athletes and as football players and say. When you owe it to yourself. And then the other part of it, too, realistically, plenty of these guys have aspirations to play in the NFL, and you just have to tell them every time you take the field, you're auditioning for the next level, and so you've got to elevate your game every time you can. Yeah, good points. And, you know, the players will have to look away from the finger pointing that is obviously going to be pointed at them and the coaching mm-hmm, staff. Mm-hmm. But as you said, pride. You know, you've got USC, and it's a chance to knock off an unbeaten yeah. team and an arch rival. So you're playing for pride, and that's what Notre Dame is going to be doing for the second half of this season. They can ill afford to have turnovers uh, in this game next week. And this is one of those games where you you have to approach it from a standpoint of we have zero margin for error. We need to do things the way we're supposed to. We've got to execute better, not make mistakes, not turn it over. And when we get a chance, we need to punch it in the end zone. And it will be tough with a record now of 5-2. and two. As you said, playing for pride, but it's going to be a tough week of practice for the Fighting Irish, and we'll see if they can bounce back next Saturday night against the Trojans. Great job, Lynn. Thank you so much for your time and great work. Dr. Lynn Clark, go to Irish 101, see his great work. I appreciate you joining us tonight, Lynn. Have a great weekend. You too, Bob. Dr. Lynn Clark, thank you very much. All right, Brendan King, you heard it. You heard the postmortem. Tell me what you have. Well, I think you put it well, Coach, that you're out of the national championship discussion, I think, regardless of what happens against USC. But for your program to survive in a recruiting – I know we're short on time – for your program to survive from a recruiting perspective – Boy, you got to put on your best face the rest of the year and get in a good bowl game because there are some high-powered recruits on the way, and that's a tough loss when it comes to recruiting battles. Short break. Brendan King and I will come back. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Brendan King returns to Indiana Sports Talk. We're talking about Notre Dame and their loss tonight uh, in Louisville. All right, Brendan. You've grown up around the Irish family, big fans. You're a smart guy. You understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, can still get themselves in a, a, an upper tier bowl game. Yep. But offensively, this is a head scratcher, quite frankly. Well, it was. And I think it started with Louisville really making life difficult on Sam Hartman. They brought a lot of pressure and Hartman had not thrown an interception all year, which yeah. in itself is really impressive. But he threw three tonight, and that can't happen for an upper echelon quarterback. But also, mm. Mm. not only no, did they no, make no. not only did they make life tough on Hartman, they stopped the run, plain and simple. Uh, Estime had 22 yards, right? I mean, right. Jeremiah Love as a freshman was there your was leading no rusher. Yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. was no rush. So Jeff Brom had a game plan, and he was really good, and the better team won tonight, Coach, and that's it right there. 
I frankly have been a Jeff Brom fan since his Purdue days. I mean, guy knows how to do it offensively. We all understand he's pretty good, but uh, they're on a roll right now. And I can just imagine, you know, how crazy it is down in Louisville, one of my favorite towns. And that's a big win. And to say, well, you know, what do the Irish do? How do they bounce back? It's like anything else. You roll in, uh, practice. And you, you strap yourself in and, and you just give a better effort and everybody's got it's one of those things where everyone now, each one of you, has to do your job. It's very it's it's relatively simple. Do your job. Everyone, the guy next to you, do your job. And um yeah, it's it's simple. You can't turn it over, you can't give up big plays. Um and they're they're just in a, a team uh and I'm I, I'm not a Guy, you know this. I don't criticize coaches. Uh, I've been criticized for years as one. Don't I don't do it. Um, you know, but everyone collectively has to. Coaches have to get better. Players have to get better. It's mm-hmm. really, really simple. Well, and you mentioned giving up big plays. Arguably, That's my speech. Notre Dame's yeah. going to see the best quarterback they will all season. Coach Caleb Williams, who oh. is probably the de facto oh. number one overall pick Ooh. next year. He comes in the South Bend next Bright. week with the USC Trojans. Bright. And uh, you think Notre Dame Ooh. saw a good quarterback tonight in Jack Plummer. Uh, Caleb Williams, that's just the next level. So giving up big plays, I don't know how you don't do that. That's something where you just got to limit the guy, and that itself is tough to do too. Well, here's how you don't give up big plays. You got to move the sticks, right? Move the sticks. Don't give up the ball. Take some time on on, on drives. Keep the ball out of their hands. You, you, that's one of the – I'm not a football coach, but as a coach, there are ways you can control things. You don't want to give up the ball. Uh, you want to control time. You want to you, – and by doing that, you have to move sticks and you have to sustain things offensively. So no one pays attention to me anyway, So, but there it is. All right, Colts tomorrow taking on the Titans. Thanks so much to Brendan King. My thanks also to the man himself, Elijah Robertson. Great job, gentlemen. Thanks to all of our great stations around the state to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. Thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.